Alrighty guys, and welcome to episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Gary Gary Greenfield. I'm already screwing it up here, Gary. Sorry about that. Now, <laughs> first question I'm always curious about for people is share with us uh, the highlights of your health journey up to this point so we can kind of get like a refresher, kind of get, get to know you, where you're at, uh, and we can kind of go sure. from there. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd be glad to, Nick. Uh, well, you, up until I was... Uh, 50 years old, I was, uh, I, had, I ate the standard American diet. I didn't uh, know about alternative medicine. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't into nutrition. Uh, I was busy raising a family, running businesses. And uh, I, I was making every effort to pay attention to my spiritual condition. Yeah. And, uh, but yet when it came to food, uh, and uh, fitness. I was into fitness. I had to be because I was a fireman, and uh, and I was also uh, a, an EMT. Mm-hmm. Worked on the ambulance. So you know, so I was aware of medicine, but you know, I didn't buy into it. I just I didn't like it because whenever I, you know, I, I I would continually have bronchitis, you know, seasonally, and I'd have uh, allergies seasonally, and I could I mean, just on and on and on every year, year after year. And doctors could never do anything for me. And, you know, so I kind of, but, you know, I I wasn't aware of anything else. And then uh, when we used to have a lot of kids over for for, uh, meals, dinner and things. We live in a a college community. We have, and we had five kids. So we'd have kids over all the time. And and, uh, during one of those meals, uh, one of the young ladies, she was in college, shared with us how her mother was healed of cancer by a raw food diet. And that, that was the first time that the lights went on. I, I thought, what? How can that be? That's that's amazing. Yeah. A raw diet could actually heal somebody. And, uh, you know, I mean, up until then, I had a coffee house, and, and people would come and say, well, do you carry organic coffee? And I'd go, what does that matter? Right. It's just like it's completely oblivious to anything. You know, when they, I can remember hearing stories about genetic modification thing. I have no idea what that is. I don't know what it means. It was all foreign to me, yeah. all of it. But when that young lady shared with me that her mother was cured of cancer by a raw food diet, the lights went on. It's just like, oh, my goodness something there's something to this so from that point i hired her to teach me everything she knew she had she had trained as a raw food chef herself because of her mother's condition and uh so i hired her for three months she would come twice a week and and teach me about raw food preparation and everything she told me to do i did i went out and bought all this equipment and and yeah so that started my journey into uh, into natural alternatives to the mainstream system. Well, and that's awesome because uh, the reason I love hearing that so much, Carrie, is like you said, you're 50 years old. How many people at, at 50 are just so set in their ways that they don't want to make that change? That they think, oh, well, I'm getting older. Like uh, the body's going to break down. I might have these aches, pains, not feel as well. Yeah. But really great to hear where like you said, it, it almost doesn't matter i mean you could be 50 you could be 100 like you could always still make that that's change right. then too uh so that, that's, that's really nice to hear so thank you for sharing that yeah yeah what were then yeah. okay like you, you you start off with, with with this raw food like now how does that uh, evolve from there to what kind of where you're at today uh yeah. not just diet but i mean hey well, i want to dive into water uh i, I mean sure. so all of those things yeah yeah um well, from from there, I just kept making the deep dive. I got into uh, just nutrition from an alternative perspective of you know uh, the benefits of different foods, different types of diets, uh, essential oils. Uh, I got into uh, fermented foods, uh, into uh, farming methods that could improve you know our food supply. Our food quality. Uh, I got into. Uh, then I started going deeper into like, well, you know, what makes up food? The elements. And then I got into uh, into uh, different uh, books about sea minerals, about you know, studying uh, animals in the sea how they don't get cancer because they're just surrounded by this high energy environment. Although that's changing now because of uh, pollution in the oceans, but. 
but traditionally they just it's because they were a high energy environment they didn't you know they, they're a young whale would the the uh the structure of a young whale would look the same as the structure of a whale that was decades old. Uh, they just maintained their their vitality and their and their uh, youthfulness, I guess yeah, you could absolutely. say. Uh, so yeah, so it just went on and on until uh, and this was five years. I mean, I started, I I had the uh, opportunity to just dive in full fledged all with. Uh, I wasn't working at the time. I was just studying. I was just completely enthralled by this whole uh, world of alternative uh, natural healing methods. I learned about Chinese medicine, Chinese medicine, and uh, every you know bioenergy, uh, you know energetic healing methods, just anything and everything I could learn about. And uh, then it got. Then uh, I came across uh, you know the subject of water. And then it really, uh, it just, it went even deeper. It's like, it just kept going and going. Uh, yeah. And so that was in, and then by then I was 55 years old and yet I felt like a kid just learning, you know, learning all these wonderful things about nature that I hated school growing up, hated it. And, uh, yet, you know, my counselor, my high school counselor, I, I determined, you know, I, I saw no meaning whatsoever in any subjects I took. Uh, except for like typing something that was practical, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and and uh, and sports was kind of fun. That was about it. Uh, <laughs> the rest was just totally meaningless to me. Uh, as hard as my teachers tried to inspire me, I had no inspiration. And but my high school counselors said, "Well, you you can do whatever you want." And I and 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 uh, you know, I didn't know at the time. I thought, well, I don't I don't know what I want to do, but if I can do whatever I want, I guess you know I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. You know, I mean, she basically said, "You've got the capacity to do anything," and but you know, I thought, well, that's probably what they tell you know. They say all that's students. all kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you want to inspire kids. But anyways, so uh, but yeah, but just I felt like a kid again, even and even still, you know, I'm still learning. You know, now I'm 65 years old, but so for the past 10 years, I've been into water, and that's where I where I really landed. And I saw all the rest of that as a foundation, you know, the, the studying of, of the food and the healing methods, because it really, when it gets down to it, it's all about water. Water is the, is the uh, is really foundational to everything. Well, I want to start kind of going down this rabbit hole of water. And you're talking the high energy of the ocean. And I know, like we said, like that's changing with, again, everything that we're doing to the ocean. But what does that mean even like, okay, the high energy of the ocean, like why is that so yeah. much different than, I mean, I guess living, living on the, the ground even. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, the, well, the ocean, uh, it's primordial in the sense that, uh, you know, I don't agree with the big bang theory. I think it's, it's bunk. I, there's a, there's no, no time in the history of the world have we ever seen an explosion result in order? It just doesn't happen, and it doesn't matter. You could say, well, it happened so many billions of years ago that eventually order came from that. But that's ridiculous because time has nothing to do with, with, with order. Or, you know, order comes from intent, from intelligence, from, from an intelligence uh, effort of bringing things together to create order. Uh, an, an explosion just doesn't do it. So I, I reject that whole theory. I think it just cre it, it leads to cognitive dissidence. It leads to just a muddying of the waters. We you know it, it, nothing makes sense when you when you go from that foundation. And so, uh, yeah, well, so it, I, if I, you don't I'm, mind me asking, like, what sure. would be your theories on I guess the beginning or wh whatever it is that it might have been? Sure. Well. Uh, well, one, the Greeks, they came along later, of course, but they were very, very intelligent. You know, they, they're the ones who gave us our modern day philosophy, modern day science. And they, you know, they just looked at the basics. We, I think we get too detailed today. The, the basics for them was that there was four elements that made up creation. It was uh, fire, water, air, and earth. And so, and if you take those back farther, you know, I, I've looked at, you know, the most, most ancient text about creation and every 
culture has a creation text, a creation story. Right. And, uh, and they're all basically the same. And they really are, uh, you know, they're just different. They're just like, two, you know, four people, four different corners of an accident, you know, describing different, different sites way. a little bit. Yeah. yeah just, so, so, uh, but I, I subscribe, subscribe to the, uh, to the biblical creation story, which I think makes the most sense. It's the most beautiful and the most simple. And, you know, in that story, uh, it says God created the heavens and the earth and he was hovering over the waters. And the waters were dark, still, and void. And that means they were just, there was nothing, you know, it was just water. Well, what is water? Well, the Greeks, again, gave us the definition for water, hydrogen. Hydro is water in the beginning. So I put this together, and I go, well, in the beginning, the, the scriptures say that in the beginning, there was water. And it was dark, still, and void. Well, what does that, you know, and again, what does that mean? Well, hydrogen, it by itself, is not is water, but not water. I mean, and when I say that, what I mean by that is that when you look at the periodic table, all of the elements, uh, are, the first element on the periodic table is is what? Hydrogen. You know what? Hydrogen, yeah. right. Okay. Well, hydrogen, uh, and again, the Greeks gave us this as well, as, as well as other scientists throughout history, but it's been buried. Hydrogen, the hydrogen atom is the building block for all of the other elements. And that too jived with what I read in the scriptures, where it said that in the, that God was hovering over the waters. Why was He hovering over the waters? Well, he was hovering over his uh, his uh, his pile of stuff He was going to use to create heaven and earth, and the water and and, and uh, what heaven and earth is. Well, that's the hydrogen atom, because if you take you can take the hydrogen atom, and this has been proved by modern-day scientists. Again, it's been buried, but <laughs> but you can build to different. You can build it up, and each each element takes, uh, you know, two atoms, and then four hydrogen atoms, and then eight hydrogen atoms, and you can build all the way up to uh, uranium, uh, which is like nine, 92, you know, uh, hydrogen uh, atoms, and. Uh, so that was, those were the building blocks. So what did he do? What did God do? Okay, he, he was hovering. So I think he was create. It's like an artist looking at the at, at a blank slate, and he's got his paints there, and he's got something in his mind. He's gonna he's gonna create. And I think this was the ultimate creation. You know, the perfect create. God was hovering all the wa over the waters, contemplating, what am I gonna do with this hydrogen? And so he created all the elements. And then what did he do? He drew land out of the water by and what how did he do that he put together all those elements and so he created the land uh and and the and the air because what is the air the air is just a compilation of of you know a lighter density you know more ethereal right but it's all elements mm -hmm. in the space in air uh, land is just a dense compilation of all the elements so then from there what did he create he created a light light is what the greeks called fire fires energy okay and but it's not an l and this is where i think modern science has it all screwed up you know quantum physics they say well if we look at a particle it can it can go back to energy and then energy can go to a particle and they kind of go back and forth and a photon is 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 a um, is mass but it's uh but it's energy well it's uh, you you have you have fire and you have water you have energy and you you have um uh the material elements and you can't know light without the elements, and you can't know the elements without the light. But they're even though together they seem as one, they're separate. So, so, uh, and it's all based on a on the principle of f function, form, frequency. The function of everything is to clean, feed, and protect. Uh, this is a long way to get around to your question, but I, no, I'm, this is uh, good. This is good. Okay. So, uh, so uh, everything, every form cleans, feeds, and protects to, you know, in one way or another. And it does, how does it do that? It does it by the interaction it has with light. It's like every element and every compound, which is a compilation of elements, has a certain form, just like a musical instrument. And when the energy interacts with that form, whatever it is, it will create a particular frequency. That particular frequency will have a particular function 
you know, in, in creation. And the, those functions, they fall within one within the categories of cleaning, feeding, and protecting. So it's just a matter of defining, well, you know, we know that a certain herbs do this and other herbs do this and certain minerals do. So everything has a place, but they're all basically doing the same thing. They're cleaning and feeding and protecting. But you could even take that word down even further. And this is where I think it becomes personal, where we personalize creation. It's not just creation is just it just happened. It's this uh, chaos that fate, uh, you know, just over time, uh, these things evolved because it's just too perfect. And, and, and I think this is where we get into understanding the character of God, the creator, in that those three words can be even more succinctly defined in one word. And that, and, and that word is love. That's what Mother Nature does. Mother Nature cleans, feeds, and protects us. What is, and then nature is everything is in all of creation. And, but, and then we go back to the, art, the artist again as he's hovering over the waters and contemplating, what am I going to do? Well, what did he do? He, he created something, uh, and, it was, and it reflects his character, which is love. Because everything, if we look at it really for what it is, it's all really in one word. That's what love. So God is love. God created everything. And the other, and and then to make the big picture, even to bring it more into def definition, He spoke everything into existence, and we call it the universe. There's a written all these things. Everything's hidden in plain view. The universe is the unified verse of God that just is spoken. It's the consciousness of God that we see around us that was that he literally spoke into existence and it came to be. But the thing, the unique thing about what he did, according to the biblical uh, record, is that he spoke everything into existence over a period of time, but he didn't speak human beings into existence. He formed us with his hands. And what, that, what I see that as meaning is that we were special. We were different than all of creation. He, he wanted a relationship with us. And so he created us from uh, with his own hands. And so that's why when, when we look around, we go, well, you know, why isn't the elephant, uh, you know, the king of the earth? Or why isn't the lion, you know, the, the dominating force or, or, you know, whatever. All the, we, because we are the dominating force. And because this was, this was created for us. So... That that's the big picture. So then you okay. So again, I'm that's I kind of drew this whole picture to get back to energy, and uh, the reason why the oceans are so filled with energy is because the oceans have all of the elements of the periodic table, which means everything that the universe is composed of is is in the ocean in a perfect balance. The oceans really are are. Uh, or like our blood. I mean, that's the same consistency, just a different uh, uh, concentration level. Right. Because uh, and and so all of the elements are are energy. They're they're uh, they're reflecting the energy as they're interacting with with uh, or they're you know they're all giving off a particular frequency. And and that water is in a perfect balance. So the fish that are in there, the the sea life that's in there is drawing all these energies, and they're able to just thrive and survive more efficiently than than we do on earth so how do we get the most of that then like okay we're living like you said on 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 it's, the ground like how do we make the most of the earth the water like how can we do that to uh, same thing like stave off yeah. cancer i mean uh, just make ourselves as best we can like what did that what does that kind of look like and how have you kind of uh been able to develop that for yourself right well, again, we look at history. Uh, and, you know, our modern culture embraces and idolizes progress. Okay, we're always looking forward. <laughs> the next thinking big thing, that's yeah. Right. You know, how can we improve health looking forward? What can we create, right? And we have no respect, and this is, and this is even reflected in families. We have no respect for our elders. We have no respect for that which has gone before us for all of the centuries where where the, the human intellect was engaged to, to perfect whatever they were doing, because that's the nature of man. We want to perfect, we want to, you know, we're artists, we're creators. We want to 
you know, we're, as mother, whatever our function is, we want to do it the best we can. I mean, you know, when we're in our healthy state, right? And each of us has a unique niche in the, you know, in 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 the family, in the community, you know, in the country we live in, and so, <coughs> excuse me, all of those. Uh, so, so those practices like the healing arts have all been perfected. They're perfected, and we're just corrupting them. And when you look to where, where did so many people go for healing, uh, you know, if it wasn't to the local doctor, the, you know, the most popular places, the geographic locations to go for healing were the were were, were bodies of water. Those were he, those were the areas where you would go. And even today in Europe, you have that yeah. still. But amazing healing process uh, an amazing healing process would go on just by being exposed to the energies the invisible energies that are in the water that's what it's all about the physical is just there to carry the energetic and it's really about those invisible energies so they could bring about all kinds of healings and, and that's uh, so basically that's that's where it's at so or I suppose even just uh, not only healings but like sit like with the energies that it's able to carry it could also bring uh, disease as well if it's not good water, I guess, if you will. Well, if it, yeah, but that's that's more of a, you know, in, in before our modern. Oh, I'm looking culture. at what we've done to water today. Yeah, that's, what we've yeah. Done, yeah, yeah, what we've done. So yeah, and and that's my whole vision is how can we bring water back to a state where it can actually bring healing to people, because you know we the entire our entire culture where we've we're not healing people with our water. We're, we're, we're bringing can you know, we're inducing cancer and right. all kinds of sickness with the water because it's all poisoned. So how do we, tra- how do we change that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there, there was a visionary Victor Schauberger who, yeah. uh, was an Austrian show. Okay. Well, well, he saw this, he was a, he was a prophet. Give, yeah. Give so, a little bit of insight into this. I, I, I've heard the name. I've, I've listened to some people speak on yeah. it before, but if you wouldn't mind, give a little bit of a rundown for everybody too, please. Sure. Yeah. Well, Victor Schauberger was a Austrian forester who came from a, from generations of foresters and, uh, and his, uh, his brothers uh, were all influenced by modern culture. They went away to college to learn the modern methods of science and he stayed in the forest and just observed nature. He, you know, his laboratory was was nature, not the not the sterile lab where we've created, you know, everything that's contrary to nature. And so, in doing so, he began to see these invisible energies. He began to see how fish uh, react in water. He began to understand vortexes and uh, vortices and and uh, energies and and. Uh, and temperature of water, he he, be, he became intimately acquainted with water and, and how it works, and and uh, and he also saw what was going on with with modern technology. So he began to work with developing devices that could energize or revitalize water, uh, and it wasn't probably until I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, after he passed away in 1958, actually the United States government brought him to America in, in uh, the late 50s, uh, just like a year before he passed away. And uh, they and they offered to purchase all of his work, and they did, uh, but they didn't give him any money for it. They took everything he had. He brought everything with him. They took it all and, and uh, left him in the, in, in, in the desert in Texas in a, you know, at some location to to hang out and finally he said I'm done you know he didn't know he didn't even know how to speak English his son was with him and uh, he went back to uh, Austria dejected wondering you know what what just happened to him and he passed away within a year uh, so he he had technologies that were very advanced as a matter of fact he's the one who developed the, the, the mod, what we understand to be the flying saucer he developed the the machine the uh, technology to create that the, that machine uh, but but you know he I, I believe his more significant uh, contribution is is what he did for water. But it's the most neglected, of course, and and uh, it's not something that's taught in our uh, colleges and universities because it's so simple. Yeah, it's not sexy. It takes, it's not the next biggest newest thing. Yeah, and it takes advantage of free energy. Well, free energy <laughs> is not something that you know that 
that our culture, you know, big corporations and government don't want us to have access to free energy because then we wouldn't need them, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyways, he's the guy that inspired me to uh, to create devices that could bring water back to its natural state so that it could in turn enhance uh, productivity and health for people, plants, and animals. So, Garrett, that's what I would like you to touch on. Like, I, I'm kind of just looking at your website as we're talking here because uh, you and I talked a, a few weeks back and it's, okay, I, I mean, this is something that, like we're building a house right now. Like, I'm really looking at, okay, what can I do for myself, my family, like to be able to yeah. have the best water possible? If you wouldn't yeah. mind like kind of now sharing like, okay, what are some of the ins and outs of that? And like just making it as simple as possible almost for sure. people to just say like, okay, yeah, like I want the best water, but what what the heck do I have to do for that? Yeah, it's simple. There's, there's, there's two processes. There's motion and there's energy. Uh, and motion, it means correct motion. It's just like you're a physical therapist. You know all about motion and energy, right? When you have good, when you have correct motion and correct nutrition, you do good. The you body know, the takes body care does. of itself. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you, you're less prone. But when you have incorrect motion and incorrect energy, there's injury. Okay. Well, what is it that's being injured? What is it that's being affected in our bodies? Our bodies, you know, they say it's between seventy and ninety percent water. I think we're hundred percent water, but that's getting esoteric. But nevertheless, what's being impacted by the wa- by by our motion and energy? It's the water in us. That's what's being affected. That's what's carrying the energy, you know, that's what's what's responding and affecting everything else in our body. So it, that's what I looked at. I just looked at, okay, well, what's the perfect motion in nature? And the perfect motion in nature is vortexing and even better. It, you know, and, and so it's a matter of if you look at a sphere, if you can get left-right turn spins like what happens in a river, rivers, wherever water goes, it's always meandering back and forth. Uh, you know, on left and right turn spins. What's it doing when it's doing that? It's pulling in the energy from the atmosphere, the ether. It's pulling in uh, uh, the elements uh, and and the uh, information that's coming off of those elements. And at the same time, it's throwing. It's just because of the way that's the way God made it. So vortexing will throw off bad energy and suck it and bring in the good energy. And so if you expose water to good energy, which is elements. Uh, a broad array, you know, for instance, in our devices, we, I, exp- I do what I learned about from the oceans. We, have crea- we create an energy-rich water, not physically, but it's because, the, and it doesn't have to be physical. I mean, in one sense, in that uh, it's the energy, the, the physical is there to carry the energetics. And so, but the water can pick up those energetics. And it's the like water is the physical these. to carry the energy. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. It's like a, it's the biological computer. It's pulling yeah. in information, storing information, and then transmitting information and doing it. You know, and it already knows. It's already been programmed when to know when when to pull it in and when to release it. It's it's intelligent. It's got that pre-programmed intelligence to know. We don't have to micromanage. That's the other problem with our modern society. We have to micromanage everything. And so, and this I learned from from one of the early experiments we did with with uh, structured water, which is just water that's been subjected to correct motion, which is vortexing, which which occurs with spheres that we put into our unit, multiple sphere, you know rows of spheres in a triangular configuration that creates the vortex. And while we're doing that, we also have a harmonizer cartridge which has a broad array of of uh, energy or information rich water. All the all the elements of the periodic table from sea minerals uh, and uh, and then other uh, minerals as well. So it pulls in all that information. And so now that the water is information rich. And uh, and what I learned when I was in India, we we were working with an industrialist there who uh, they actually manufactured light bulbs. But they saw that the light bulb industry was going down because of LEDs. So they decided they wanted to get into structured water. Well, this was this was an industrial area. And he had this acreage behind the factory. So we put in a garden back there to test the structured water devices. And he had a well back there that supplied the factory. And so we, we used nothing but the dirt that was already there. And who knows what was in that dirt, but, but we, you know, they, and we had a full-time gardener that, that dedicated himself to watching over the stuff. So one section he watered with, uh, with well water. 
just right out of the well. The other section he watered with well water that went through one of our devices. And then, uh, and that's all we did. We didn't put fertilizer or anything. We just said everything was identical except for the water. And I've got a video of this on my, on my website as well. And so we harvested that, you know, after six months or whatever. And uh, it was radishes. I don't know. I can't remember how long radishes took because we, we got them started. Then we came back. And then we came back to America and went back there during the harvest. And we harvested. We had 100% more uh, crop from the radishes, 100% more, twice as much. And, and they were beautiful, just beautifully formed. They just looked, they, they just glowed. You know, they just looked good, just like when when somebody that's enthusiastic and and you know charismatic walks into the room. You know, there's you, you can tell the difference. Yeah. You know, it's just though it's not, and, and but of course it's a physical difference, but there's also a glow, and so and or know, the energy a, that you're speaking of, like you're you're feeling <laughs> that energy. Yeah, right. So I was blown away by that 100% increase. And, and the leaves didn't have as many bug, you know, holes in them and things like that either. Then we went to test to taste it. And I tasted the uh, the regular radishes first from the borewell water, and uh, it's just like your typical grocery store radish, you know, kind of dry and not. And there's nothing to it. It was just, yeah, you know, just tasted kind of like a radish. <laughs> and uh, then I tasted the the radishes that were fed. Just the only difference was we put it through the vortex that water. Unbelievable. It was, it, it just burst with flavor. It was moist when I bit into it. It just crunched and, uh, and the spiciness was so hot. I had to spit it out. It was so hot. And, and so that to me, that was like an eye opener to me and what, you know, what's happened many times over since then. But that's, that's all we did. We just had, what did we do? We just added energy to that water. We brought water back to its natural state. And so that, you know, so we're living in a society today where, you know, most everything we get in the grocery store is, is just, it doesn't have the flavor, the taste, the texture that, that fruits and vegetables used to have. And, but we don't know what to compare it to. So we don't know what we're missing out on. We just know that something's wrong, you know. I'm glad you said that because that was actually going to be one of my questions for you like that I wrote down earlier is like, all right, I'm excited to try the garden next year. And like what what I, I was going to ask you, like what changes could I expect to to see even with just like yeah. growing crops? Then uh, I think yeah, that well, answered that for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's many, uh, many crops we worked with. And I, most of the work was done in India, but we still, you know, done stuff in, in America, too. Uh, and yeah, it's taste, texture nutrition level we tested the bricks levels they were higher uh reduction you know in in pet in pest molds uh diseases just everything you know it's just what happens when it's the same thing what happens with us you know when when we're when we subject our bodies to high you know quality energy we're healthy you know we we just just feeling better you know, we're operating the way we should, but we don't, you know, modern day culture, we've lost, we don't even know what we've lost because we don't have something to compare it to. So, Gary, what, we're, we're talking about like the structuring, the vortexing, uh, and, and I was doing some research, like trying to get a little bit more into it. Like, so does, is it that the water takes on like a hexagonal shape? Is, is that what happens? Or like yeah. what basically, uh, what, what changes in with the structure yeah. of the water? Right. Uh, well, you know, I I don't work in a lab, so I, you know, and they yeah. talk about well, they change the high, you know, the angle, the bond angle. Well, I, I look at it from a different perspective. I look at it just from a layman's point of view. Of what what do I see? What are you observing? Yeah. By observing, you know, and we know that when somebody works out in in the uh, you know in the gym, yeah. what do they do? They buff up. What's happening? Well, their energy is their energy levels is is growing, you know, and, and I love the uh, analogy. No, that that very clear. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what happens. The the water and and actually the angle of the water molecule does change, and what it tells me is that it's expanding. It's as that energy comes in, it's expanding the the capacity for it to to carry energy. That computer, and like you awesome. were saying before, which is it yeah, can take uh, it all in. So we got yeah. There's more information, more light, more energy okay. in that water for the body to use. But there also there there's it's not just black and white though. Uh, that's that's uh, one thing that happens. Uh, but the the other thing is it changes the energetics where where 
the polarity, the, the flow of the water. It's no longer sticky. It's no longer like sludge. It just flows. Friction uh, reduces. Uh, pump, the pumps don't have to work as hard. So I, when I, so I can extrapolate that out and say, well, the same thing happens in the body. The body, the nothing, you know, the body can work more efficiently. It doesn't. Uh, the cells, the the energy transfer into the cell just happens more efficiently uh, than than it does with with unstructured water. And and, and the body, the it's like in the body, the our cells can't survive without structured water, and that's why we get cancer. When the water is, when we say structured water, we mean energized water. When the water is de-energized, the cells can't get the nutrition they need. And then disease sets in. Disease is just cells that are not at ease. They're very, they're stressed out, and they get sick, and then they start to die. And then you know, and then you get the pathogens, the garbage eaters come in. And so we, you know, we're observing all this, and you, and again, you get you know, you get four different observers seeing different things and and describing it in different ways or understanding different things. But you know, basically, that's it. It's just de, a de-energized state. I want to come touch back to uh, so because of like the, the energy and just of the human body and changing. And one thing that you said, and, and because this makes sense to me, I, I don't know what it is, but it just kind of clicks. Like the body is a hundred percent water. And yeah. I, I don't remember if you talked about this uh, when you, you, you were on your sun show or it might've been like when he had Dr. Thomas Cowan on, I feel like it was one of the two of you talking like, um, when have you ever seen water in the body though? And, and, and it's like, it's, it's a different state. It's a different mind to think about. It's like, well, the body, and that's why I want you to go into like the, why this could be a hundred percent water. It's like, well, I'm looking at my hand. Like you can look at your blood and you don't see water, uh, but it's making up all of that. So if you wouldn't mind kind of taking a deeper dive and sharing what you, uh, what your thoughts are, or your feelings, like what you know about the the water in the body, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I, I, I believe that science has it all wrong when they identify the glucose as the energy source. Uh, it's a biomass. It's carbon in, in oxygen and hydrogen. Of course, there's hydrogen there because everything's made of hydrogen. Right. But I believe that the energy source for the body is hydrogen. That's it. Simple and clear. That hydrogen is the energy source for everything, and that there is there that within the human body, photosynthesis does take place, and that is the that is the primary means by which all cells uh, get, get their energy, and it does it. But the body splits the 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 water molecule into oxygen and hydrogen, and that hydrogen it's the lightest. Uh, element and so it just passes through that's what passes through the cell structure and goes wherever it needs to go to to provide the energy needed for every function in the body and uh, so uh, so that and that's a process where uh, and this is something that was discovered by Dr. Uh, Arturo Solis he's a Mexican uh, scientist and ophthalmologist uh, very little hardly anybody's ever heard of him if anybody um, but yet he's he's made uh, discoveries that will completely change the perspective of how we understand how the human body works, and it's really about the water. Uh, so yeah, so uh, this process of of water being split with hydrogen being created, energy being created, and then brought back together, it's being done by the melanin molecule. It's creating energy in both you know going both ways in the chemical equation. And that's what's supplying the whole body with the energy it needs everywhere, whether it's in the bloodstream or the lymphatic system or in the brain or in the eyes or in the skin. It's everywhere. And that's, that's how the whole body gains its, its, uh, its, en- its energy. And as far as the, you know, the, uh, it's like you, you hear Dr. Pollock talk about uh, uh, fourth phase water. Right. Well, you know, water just takes on the characteristics of wherever it's at. You know, so with the fourth phase, yeah, but water is different in the bloodstream. It's different, you know, in its interaction with in the intracellular and extracellular. You know, it's just uh, it it just does what it needs to do wherever it's at, and uh, and it's you know, so it it's just about having that water in a you know when the water is energized, it can everything just was going to run more efficiently. Uh, and, and as far as you know, saying we're 100% water, it's just like uh, carbon. Uh, 
there's two, you know, carbon, you can have a diamond or you can have graphite. They're both carbon, right? <laughs> right. And, and yeah, okay, a diamond is the hardest substance known to man, okay? It's, okay, and, a di- and, a, and, and graphite is the softest, but yet it's the same, it's the same uh, elements, right? So what, what happened? It's the structure. The structure, and when the structure changes, it changes the attributes. Well, I believe that's what happens with water. When you combine the hydrogen atoms into different uh, uh, configurations, it changes the attributes. It changes, that's, that's why our skin, we can say what's well, 100% water, but when it's configured in a particular way, it creates this, this uh, impermeable layer that holds the water that's inside, which is in a different state. So it's just all of the, the it's just all hydrogen atoms in different configurations and with a different code which was given to it by the creator you know and that's where the mystery is we you know we can't we can't understand everything but we can we can uh, but we can see examples of these things you know in nature around us so it, it makes sense so that's why i could say we're 100 percent water and yet that water and everywhere that water is it it's able to create the energy to sustain its environment that it's in yeah, I, I the more I've learned about water, the more we're just even talking about it now. Uh, it, it's just even more of a mind-blowing thing, I think. Just and, and it like goes back to that, just infinite ability to the, for the capacity of the information. Like you said, it is it is it skin? Is it nails? Is it an organ? Is it blood? Is it it ta- can take on all of those forms and energize it properly? It's just I I mean I I find that absolutely mind-blowing to try and wrap my head around gary what what kind of taking this back like all right i i like i said i brought up website i'm just looking around here it's like all right where do i start like okay whether i have a house an apartment like what what do i do what can i do to really do this for myself for my home and for others to do so as well yeah well you know what i've done i've developed different devices For different applications, uh, so in agriculture, I've I've made a device for every size line that there is, up to a ten inch line. That's as far as I can go. And for home use, it's a matter of figuring out well, how, you know, how can we enable individuals to have access to structured water yeah. in every kind of environment. So so in an apartment, you know, we've got the undersink, uh, a hand. I'm still working on my handheld. Uh, unit, which is going to be pretty cool when it's done. I just sent the prototype off to China. They're going to uh, send me back designs. And, oh, that's and, fascinating uh, too. A handheld. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's going to and it's going to be different than anything else that's on the market. Because for me, I envision you know what I t- I spent ten years studying structured water, structured and energized water, and the goal in the beginning, the vision I got in the very beginning was to was to understand the non-sacrificial attributes of elements and how they interact with water and so after 10 years of studying that i felt like okay you know I, of course i don't understand it all but i got enough of a grasp <laughs> to, to have that i could create implements that can be efficient effective and economical yeah so so what i've done from there though i realized you know in the hydrological cycle there's filtering too and yet you know that's something that everybody knows about water filters and yet nobody knows about structuring and so i thought well how can we bring this structured water concept into the mainstream marketplace of water treatment and that's where i thought well it's like a trojan horse just everybody knows filters so just incorporate a filter into the system and that that's going to do it that'll just open the doors for you know for it to come in because everybody wants a filter and the structuring is and then then we have the opportunity to talk about structuring and energizing so <clears throat> excuse me so i've created uh, an undersink device that combines filtering with structuring and energizing and then i've also created uh, a whole house unit that combines structuring with energizing and structuring as well and uh, then i have a, a countertop unit and uh, then this handheld would be the same it's going to uh, filter structure and energize as well so uh, basically that's it so we've just got you know applications for every every uh, individual and whatever their needs are then i've also got a 
then I've got devices that are standalone structuring devices. So if somebody's got a filtering system already in their house, which most people do, then we then I can provide them with you know with a standalone structuring and energizing device. And then I've just developed an economy model uh, because I wanted I wanted the most bang that I could get for you know out of a system. So I created a quad flow, which is four vortex flow tubes and two harmonizers to get just as much energization into the water as possible into as you know into as concise a uh, areas I could do it uh, but then I also decided I wanted to provide something that was low cost for for those that can't afford you know a thousand dollars so that's where I developed uh, the home and garden which we're using in agriculture I thought well we'll just you know use it with residential use and residential use as well so that's basically it so one of the things I want to touch on, because this is something you and I touched on, like when, when we first spoke, is, uh, I'm just curious on. So you said like, the the filter is almost the way in, right? Uh, where yeah. you're going to get people to talk about it. Like, what are your thoughts on actually filtering water versus just the 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 energizing, the structuring of that water? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh... I've been able to purify water just with structuring and energizing, yeah. but it took two weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I know it can happen. You know, I have no doubt. Uh, but in the, you know, in the grand scheme of how things, many people have two weeks to drink their water? Yeah. You, yeah. Have two weeks of you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I just, so, uh, but of course in nature, you know, it's going on all the times, but there's also filtration going sure. on. You know, you, we've got the strata. We've got the evaporative process, which, which, which takes, you know, which leaves behind other particulates. So it's a form of filtration, you know, as the water goes up into the sky, evaporating, and as the water comes down and goes through the earth, it's doing more filtering. So that's, that's important, you know. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, it's in the grand scheme of things. That's just uh, part of the process. So, so I, you know, and there are those out there uh, that. Uh, that would say, oh no, you don't need to filter. You know, I mean, there's the one of my competitors. You know, I just had a call from somebody today. They said, well, I was told we don't need to filter the water. Just put it through this, and we're good. And you know, I, I said, well, I, I'm not going to tell you that. Right. I just, you know, I don't, I don't see that in nature. So filtering is important, and then you know, and then it's a matter of having the right kind of filters. Unfortunately, we've got to have very high-end filters today because we're putting so much crap into the water and and some of these chemicals like fluoride and the and the uh, and chloramines and nitrates they don't come out with just you know a standard carbon filter you just and it's unfortunate that you know it doesn't have to be this way but it is you know it's it's insanity you know it's but but it's the way it is so yeah i believe filtering is important but structuring and energizing is foundational it's you know if I had to choose between the two and I could only choose one I'd definitely go with structuring, structuring water, but you know it's filtering is important. Uh, one of the things you talked to me about is like uh, so if somebody's looking to test their water like what do they need to do so they know kind of okay what kind of filter uh, that they need for their their water at their house. Yeah, well for city water you know it's basically all the same. It's pretty standardized across America. Some cities will put fluoride in some some won't but that's increasing so uh so our whole house and our under sink are pretty much uh, uh cure all they'll, they'll wipe all you know, the they, nasty stuff they cover yeah they cover everything yeah. that that the, you know they were developed i when you know i i tried to develop my own filters but in a, you know i'm still working on that but yet i i'm working with you know with a company that's been creating filters in america you know, manufacturing here too for 40 years and so they've perfected it yeah and uh, so uh, so i work with them and i use their cartridges in my systems and so for city water uh that's you know it's just <coughs> excuse me the aquamedics filter is is the best yeah. for well water though that's more challenging because everybody you know water is different all over the country and sure. some people have iron sulfates manganese uh all kinds of stuff in there that's got to be dealt with. So uh, I encourage people to uh, to work with their local water treatment specialist, and and I'll give uh, you know I can give advice, and then you know to we can provide the structuring and energizing component. But but again, we have to be careful because the water treatment industry is oriented towards toxic 
uh, treatment methods, you know, whether it's by pulling out all, you know, with the, for instance, our reverse osmosis and salt-based softeners, they, they take out the elements, you know, they take out that which uh, the body needs, you know, it's proven. It's just you know, naked water, yeah. Yeah, it's naked water and, you know, contributes to, actually contributes to early death, you know, heart attacks and, and uh, you know, plus it just destructures the water and strips it. So, yeah, so those aren't good alternatives. But it's kind of like pharmaceuticals, you know. People will say, well, you know, it's doing some good. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also got side effects and there's better alternatives out there, you know. So, uh, so, that, so I do encourage, I, I try to educate my customers on, being aware of and being discerning and what what you know what you go with for water treatment okay i mean i have tons of questions that i want to ask here but one i'm actually uh curious i i I have a feeling you're going to have a a great answer before we wrap up here is um how do i make the perfect either cup of coffee coffee or espresso (laughs) oh boy uh it's been a while um yeah uh, well, you know, it's not so much the having a high-end machine as it's just the art of being able to to work with what you have to, you know, create uh, that perfect cup. But water is, you know, water's big. That's what because I. That's what I was curious on. Like, I, I, yeah, from that really, standpoint you know, too. Yeah, because for instance, you could take a cup of coffee and put the harmonizer right next to it. Take a sip. Uh, and it's going to be kind of bitter, of course, because coffee's bitter, right? And you put the harmonizer, which is the cartridge we sell that you know that's part of every system, but they also sell it as a standalone, just for just so people can take advantage of those energies, you know, just for themselves. But and it'll literally smooth out that cup of coffee. So uh, so exposing it, you know, to a broad, to the right kind of water and the right kind of energy, you know, structured water is going to make a big difference. Uh, and of course, from there, it's just you know finding the right balance. For your for your beans and then the right grind and and the right extraction method and you know and so there's many ways to skin a cat so it's just a matter of uh, but water water's foundational just like with everything else it's foundational I I had a feeling you were gonna take it there and that's what I was but I I really was curious because like I said I it's something I I, I haven't had uh anything prepared whether it's like you talk about like growing the radishes or uh, making yeah. a cup of coffee from that just to see what the differences are. So I'm, it's something that I'm just very excited to start playing with myself then too. Sure. Yeah. So Gary, I, I mean, wrapping up here, like where can everybody find out more about you? Like what you have going on? Uh, just everything that you have to share. Yeah. Uh, well my, of course my website, you know, has all of our, uh, products on it. And occasionally I write a newsletter, uh, I've Which got an ebook the, the, the blog and the ebook like there's there's a lot of deep dives you can take on your site like I want to encourage people like I, I've been checking it out over the last few days to kind of just as we're getting ready to talk here and there's some amazing stuff so really just thank you for sharing all of that I really do appreciate it oh well, thank you yeah I'm, and I'm working on a new website now and and I'd like to uh, also publish my book and just expand on it since it was just you know just kind of a uh, my effort to get putting together, you know, everything I've done. So, uh, yeah, so I'm working on that and, uh, yeah, basically that's it. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll make sure again, links in the show notes for everybody. I mean, Greenfield naturals, you can check all this stuff out. Hey, it's water is that important. And, and thank you for, uh, sharing, like this gave me even just that much better of an understanding of, um, the, the energy of water, the structure of water. And, uh, I think why it's such a big deal, um, to, to, to take care of uh, like each of ourselves, but also the planet, like it's, it's really going to make that much of an impact. So thank you, Gary, so, so much for just sharing all of that. Oh, thank you, Nick, for having me on your podcast. <laughs>